Hello and welcome to Burn After Pitching. I hope everyone's staying safe and sane at home. We are doing another remote episode where we are going to take three pitches. Uh, hear what uh, everybody's dream idea for various, uh, well, what do you call it, TV shows, uh, conventions, and one surprise pitch. Joining me today, as usual, is our co-host, Michael Tanner. Good morning, everyone. Excellent. And uh, uh, Natalie Holt. Hi. Hello. Hello, uh, Natalie Holt. Where are you coming from? Seattle. Seattle. Cool. Cool. How, is, how are things in Seattle? Uh, sunny. Great. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Everything's too. perfect. Right. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And I think a first in Burn After Pitching History, our first writing team it is the folks behind Tread Perilously. We have Justin Robinson. Hi. And Eric Amaya. Hello. And, and you're being generous in calling, in calling what we do writing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's that's going to be the funniest joke on this whole thing. I, think. Uh, I, can't, I can't top that. Long form extemporization, I think, is, is, <laughs> is what you call what we do. Uh, yeah. Break a, synchronized alcoholism. That's what I've been going with. I think, I think those are among the terms for what you do. Anyways, they're behind the terrific podcast, Tread Perilously. Natalie, you are a stand-up comic in Seattle, correct? Yes. Uh, I mean, I was when that existed, but <laughs> hopefully one day. One, one day, day again. Yeah. Yes. The yes, stand-ups will return. return. Yes. yes. And, and we can go and see them. Oh, We're very non-essential, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. Laughter seems in short supply and perhaps more essential than we realized during this time. Anyways, those are our guests, and let's get to our first topic. Uh, we were just talking before the show how much we have missed the various uh, conventions, Comic-Con, Emerald Con, I'm sure there's some anime cons. And so as a way to tide us over through the pandemic, I'm going to ask each of you to pitch us a brand new convention, something to hold on to and enjoy while we can't go to any actual conventions, except for the remote ones, which actually have been okay. But anyways, moving on. Michael, can you tell us your pitch for a new convention. Okay, the new convention. All right, I thought a lot about this. I thought, what would be a good convention to have once we can have conventions again? And and I came to the, the realization that masks are going to be a part of our lives forever. It's just <laughs> normalized now. Even people who hate masks know that mask, max, masks exist and that there's a use for them, even though they deny it. So I think our first big convention when we come back to conventions is going to be mask con, you know, <laughs> artist alley, you know, comics, art, posters, fan art. No artist alley is going to be all face masks, custom designed face masks. You will get a mask when you enter the convention in a grab bag. <laughs> That's just other masks. You'll, you'll, um, you'll buy a mask in artist alley. You'll go to panels about masks. And you'll you'll participate in the celebrity auction for celebrity worn masks. You know this was the mask that. Yeah, hope well. No, people will pay big money for that celebrity germs, that celebrity germ experience. So that's my pitch. Mask con, masks are normalized. The convention is all masks. There, that's that's where we're going. I'm gonna that's and I'm gonna go because I need to replace a lot of my masks. I love it and I need it because I hate to say I have such a ridiculously large head. Most masks don't fit me. It looks like I'm wearing like a little thong strip there. So I need 
I need the specialty masks. Please let us have mask on. I don't know. What did the rest of you think? Would you attend either remotely or IRL mask on? Well, what's funny is I actually have a friend in the in the stationary business, and she pivoted to to masks. So yeah, and 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 kind our of every so, yeah, every so often, yeah, it's true. Our freaking guest uh, Charlie Wright, and every so often she she kind of laments the fact that she hasn't been able to go to any of the stationary conventions that happen. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess some more stationary conventions. <laughs> I guess a more trade show than convention, but I want you to imagine a stationary convention. For I a imagine moment. stationary conventions um, generally stay in one spot, huh? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that's, that's always the, that's always, the day. always the danger in saying the word stationary is that someone will make that joke. Um, but it always kills the barcon after stationary con. <laughs> that's that's really where I should be performing. I, I should be your after bad con. <laughs> entertainment but but i imagine that she she would be ready to to have a booth at mask con in in seconds she's already ready so oh, I, just think, I think you're tapping into a super important market for a convention which is the pervert market with these used masks like, like i mean we're gonna get i, so I hadn't made wealthy, that connection perverts. yes that's what yeah, they're gonna I mean, they're gonna be like bell delphine's old mask yes i have it right <laughs> they're gonna we, be going known about We've known about the um, the vending machines in Japan for decades. I guess this is going to be the um, yes. You can uh, even have vending machines for non-celebrity use masks, <laughs> just for the creeps who want to get one real quick. You know, no one. Okay, now I don't want to do mask con because this, <laughs> this sounds like this sounds um, very squiggy. I don't like it. Just saying, the pervert money—that's what keeps them going. You know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for it. Oh, okay, and on that. <laughs> sobering thought <laughs> natalie could you tell us about your dream perverted or non-perverted comic-con or con convention oh yeah well i was also thinking like you know coronavirus how are you going to have a convention what are you going to do and i'm like this probably already exists but we'll do a different version we'll do a mad max con everyone's outside in the blistering heat in cars they're just <laughs> driving around right more of a LARP, I guess, in a little ways, but always moving, you know, getting those germs out in the air, circulating, just spraying silver paint in your mouth. It's actually disinfectant, though. Yeah. Oh, that's a good Stay idea. Safe. Yeah. And, and you put the dealer room on like a, on a big flatbed, right? Yes. Oh. You have to pole vault over to it. Yeah. <laughs> or the main stage on like one of those massive trucks like the Doof was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're broadcasting the panels on AM radio. <laughs> Everyone can. You want to see the panel? In. You got to drive. Yeah, drive-in theater. That's what I want. The free road. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a lovely, lovely, lovely day. <laughs> yeah, great for the kids. <laughs> Bring the kids. Perhaps leave with the kids. <laughs> I don't know. How how well do you guys? You guys would do it at Mad Max Con. Which I gotta say question. now, just sounds like Burning Man plus cars. No, there there is a there is a there is a con that, that it's like a post apocalyptic thing that goes out in the desert because some friends of ours went to it. Oh, wasteland wow. Wasteland oh. Weekend? Yeah Wasteland Weekend. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I had this I had this insane idea to build out a, a like a a fake Bible for the for the mushroom cloud church. <laughs> 
but that's a little more crafty than I am. <laughs> Although I guess I guess if we were going to have a table there, we would be stepping for Bane, right? Oh, of course. Well, that's that's why I was kind of into MaskCon too. I mean, like both of these things lets us get the word of Bane's presidential campaign out. You know, yeah. and can let people understand who's best for Gotham. Yeah, you know, mass distribution for all. That's right. Do you want the billionaire class or do you want the broken? Bane would fit in very well in the post-apocalypse. One would hope. I mean, you 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 want it. You want a good warlord after after the end, you know. Oh my God, he'd be such good friends with Humongous too. Those guys are easing <laughs> upon. Well, Humongous was a reasonable man. That's what people forget. He was a reasonable man. <laughs> he was offering them a good deal. He was. That's my favorite scene in that movie because, um, like, the Humongous rolls up and he's you know he's dressed like. He's he's dressed like S and M Jason, yes. and he's like just walk away, and he does the whole thing, and and then the old guy comes out. He's well, that that clearly this guy's trustworthy. Like, he's like <laughs> yeah, oh, it's too good. Always trust a man in a hockey mask. That's that's. Oh yeah, I mean, because he's not going to lie to you. We have. I mean, had he really has nothing to hide except for his <laughs> <laughs> other than the yeah. horrible radiation scars. <laughs> yes, that's true. Baby, you see the back of his head, and you are grateful that the front is gone. You know, I had I'd seen I'd been watching that movie on VHS for years and years and years, and it wasn't until recently that I noticed that the humongous has no ears. Humongous has no ears. He has no ears. Oh, oh it's good. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the thing you notice on the fifth or sixth rewatch. Man, we have had great cons. We have had mass con. <laughs> Uh, post-apocalyptic con. You're very uh, sweet, Andy. <laughs> you have a name for it, by the way. What do we call it? MaxCon? Ooh. Uh, oh, MaxCon and MaxCon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <What> <laughs> <do you think? laughs> they rhyme. I didn't I yeah. didn't come up with a great name for it. I don't know. What was yours, Eric? Oh, I suggested RoadCon. RoadCon. I'm blown away by the stationary con, because I would totally go to that, because I just, you know, <laughs> I love a good off-white note card, you know? I assume it's a. I assume stationary con is very quiet. <laughs> like it's a lot just of kind people of, like talking. No, they, 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 they have. They have. A, they definitely have a wrestling ring in the center. It's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, ju it's just know. like Long Beach. Long Beach. Like, I gotta city? imagine they have the panels of like you know how off white can you go? You know? <laughs> because at some point you're just beige. You know? <laughs> is there like beef between the scrapbookers? And like the um, the stamp makers, oh the the stamp makers of the furries of the stationary uh, scene. <laughs> hey man, as long as it's consensual, I'm down. So and, secretly, and the rooted... most popular subculture, <laughs> and they rooted out all of the fascists early on. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty it's like... safe subculture. Ah, we could learn so much from uh, stationary gun then. Yes. So, anyways, as a, we've had two excellent cons, Eric and Justin, can you top or equal them? I, uh -oh. I I wasn't prepared for this, but yeah, Eric sees where I'm going, I think, or at least knows that you shouldn't give a monster like me a hot mic. But <laughs> here's my idea. Yeah, originally I was thinking ArenaCon, but Mad Max got me thinking it should actually be called ThunderCon. And what it is, Ooh. is he lets all the fandoms come in and settle <laughs> their beefs in Thunderdome. <laughs> Star Wars versus Star Trek, awesome. Here's Hammers. Whoever wins wins. Well, it, it would it would be uh, foam uh, lightsabers versus batlaps, wouldn't it? Okay, yeah, for the kids one. No, but I mean like like real like sledgehammers. I want them to finish this thing. Okay. I want to be done. ThunderCon has a kids' day, like Sunday is kids' day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can just kind of hit each other. Like, off. 
Yeah, like like fans of like like Pinkie Pie stands can face off against Rainbow Dash fans, and it's fine. You know, that's because it's thick to the kids. But when the grown up my like the grown up My Little Pony fans come on, I want to see some blood. Eric, what do you think of ThunderCon? <laughs> <laughs> um, years and years ago, I wrote into a novel a a all out Jedi versus Klingon massacre. So there you go. So Who so I, I'm all in favor Klingons. Oh, because because a batleth a batleth is real. Oh, yeah. you know when when push comes to shove, Jedi's have nothing and Klingons have everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A Jedi tries to use the Force and the Klingon just headbutts you. Like which which yeah. one's gonna work? Well, if we accept Klingons, though, we have to accept uh, or we should accept lightsabers, which I think could cut through a batleth. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying is is a batleth is a real world physical thing. Like you could make a batleth. You can't really make a lightsaber without a lot of power yeah that's true and and it's and not portable i've i've seen the video it's not portable <laughs> really the actual lightsaber is just attached to this huge one-ton engine yeah pretty much because you need all that energy to make the the kind of plasma stream actually happen i think that's what they did in the early years of the republic yeah <laughs> jedi water around like a truck bed with a giant battery yeah <laughs> Just wait till I get this coaxial plugged in, and you are toast. <laughs> that, that, that's why the hyperspeed suits were uh, discovered in the first place because they needed to transport these giant batteries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. So, three wonderful cons. Well, hey, two listeners. wonderful cons. <laughs> well, I'm going to say now it's up to our listeners. Which cons would you go to? Which cons would you not go to? And do you have a better idea? You can tweet at us using the hashtag. COVID con and let us know what you think. What is your con? <laughs> well, I'm not voting for COVID COVID con. <laughs> right off the top. That I'm one, already I'm attending that. Yeah, yeah. We are all attending. <laughs> We're all at COVID con. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like, even get a swag bag con. and I'm very Never. disappointed. It's like, is that where you go and like some guy in a MAGA hat coughs directly into your mouth? Is that... <laughs> That's the bar con afterward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then, yes, uh, Karen will yell at you for uh, impeding her personal choice. It's, it's, <laughs> I think we can all agree. I would, I, that, that is my least favorite con, the con that we are currently trapped in. Yeah. Uh, and on that sunny note, uh, now it is time for Tyler to come on and give us our surprise pitch. Tyler, what do you got? Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Um, I don't know if you guys have been focusing a lot on the Twitter but lately, Ryan Reynolds has been talked about being in all these different movies, and he's denying it. But <clears throat> sorry, Mike, edit that. But <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping every oh, crap. sick Tyler oh, no. call into this. Oh, I know. But you guys, you guys, Ryan Reynolds needs those numbers up. He needs to be in more comic book movies. Okay, Chris Evans cannot beat Ryan Reynolds. Please give me some comic book properties that ryan reynolds can star in in films it's very detrimental life or death situation here guys so I, I think it's very evident ryan reynolds needs to be in more comic book movies so uh let's hear mm, who do i got who should i start with i will start with uh, michael this time what is your pitch for a new ryan reynolds comic book franchise you know what comic book or what comic needs a movie adaptation because it is very popular with uh, with the young folks. I'm going to go with Nancy. Ah, Nancy ah. needs a movie <laughs> adaptation. 
And you know who Ryan Reynolds would play in Nancy? He'd got a Sluggo. I don't know who would play Nancy yet, but Ryan Reynolds would play Sluggo, her sidekick. I'm going with Nancy because Sluggo is lit, as the meme says. And uh, Nancy I is a very Aubrey, good comic. I think Aubrey Plaza might have been born to play Nancy, at least the new Nancy. <laughs> I, the, the... I would say that's, that's, that, that was my first go-to, uh, but I'm like, that might be a little played out by now. I'd go with maybe one of the um, one of the folks from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I feel like they are deserving of a good um, breakout role. Um, not sure which of them because I think all the ladies on that show could probably do a pretty good Nancy. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going with. Ryan Reynolds as Sluggo. Someone else is Nancy. I'm just worried. Are they going to give Nancy enough screen time? Because you know how it is when, like, like with the first Batman, it suddenly became the Joker show, the Joker movie, featuring Michael Keaton. Well, I think the if they stuck to like the nature of modern Nancy comics, mm-hmm. like Sluggo, just Ryan Reynolds has to show up for maybe a day or two on set <laughs> just to film some reaction shots and a couple of like catchphrases, and then he can go back to just doing whatever Ryan Reynolds does on his regular days. Ah. And also, and that's my okay, and that's my Ryan Reynolds as Sluggo in the Nancy comic book movie pitch. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I have to know, what do you think Ryan Reynolds as Sluggo's catchphrase would be? Um, do, I, do, I, does I Sluggo have an actual catchphrase? I don't, I don't know if he does, with, yeah. Um, I think his catchphrase is going to be, That's why they call me Sluggo. And at first it's going to make sense, but then eventually it just won't. Uh, let's see. Eric and Justin, what are your ideas for a new Ryan Reynolds comic book franchise? I don't know, Eric. What do you think? Well, I, I've actually chosen uh, to to put him back in the DC universe as uh, the You're DC nicer universe than I am. Pre- premier skeptic, Doctor Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a character who denies the existence of aliens, gods, superheroes, magic, uh, alternate dimensions, and yet his daughter is uh, connected to all of these things. <laughs> It's it's a chance for him to have a family comedy uh, with vampires and super intelligent apes. But he's sort of Mr. Magoo in his way through the whole thing. Like, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah no, that's exactly exactly it. That that he, he just uh, has a conversation with God and just denies the fact that it happened. God, what God? There's no such thing. Interesting. Justin, do you concur? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, now cool. I'm curious what your idea was if if I was being generous with Doctor Thirteen. Oh well, I think that we got to get him in the Star Wars continuity, and there's only one role for that, and that's Jackson. <laughs> he needs he needs to be the bunny smuggler. You know, if there, you, you know, you know what? You're right. You're right. If there's one character that he was born to play in the Star Wars galaxy, it is Jackson the Green Space Rabbit. Plus, I think it would be confusing for a lot of people, like. I like it when movies decide that they're going, that they're like specifically going to fuck with people like Zootopia. They're like, we're going to make a whole lot of furries with this movie. And I think that you could do the same thing with Jackson. Cause like he's got Ryan Reynolds abs, right? So periodically you get, make a lot of people really confused <laughs> and awaken a lot of troubling desires. And I think that should be the goal of art. That's one hot rabbit. Exactly. I want people to fuck that rabbit. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us who Jackson was, because I got to admit, that was, <laughs> that was a deep, deep cut. All right. Well, so let's see. We've had Jackson. We've had Sluggo. Natalie, what's your idea? 
I love all these ideas. I think they really play to Ryan Reynolds' strength. So, like, I think that him is a go. I love that. Him and Nancy doing, like, Van Wilder style, like, getting back to those roots. And then, like, a family comedy. Like, definitely, maybe. These are so cool. I think just make him Batman. I think it's the modern <laughs> Hamlet. I think every actor should just have a chance. Like, just let them do it so that it's not a big deal. Who cares? Just make another Batman movie. Just let him put a spin on it. You know, he'll be like, that's fantastic or whatever. And because <laughs> wink at the okay, camera. You know, if there's one line Ryan Reynolds could deliver and, and just knock down the house, it is the greatest thing Batman has ever said. <clears throat> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> I would actually be really into because, OK, so we got the like this, the table reads of like Scott Pilgrim and stuff and like because you know everyone can do a table read in a zoom meeting but like Ryan Ryan Reynolds doing Adam West Batman as a table read of the 66 Batman movie mm-hmm. I now really want to see right yeah. because he, he has like that 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 ability that Adam West had to kind of be so straight with something so ridiculous let's play test it as a stage read yeah and then do an actual film remake of Batman 66, Ron Reynolds as Batman. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on board with that one. On stage, film it, release it like Hamilton. <laughs> like the Hamilton film. Yeah. Not a film. I uh, want Ryan Reynolds, Batman, and Hamilton. Hamilton. Or just go yeah, well, I like Hamilton, the idea it's, it's the Adam West 66 Batman. I, I, I always think Adam West never got enough credit for like, it's so hard to be completely sincere and yet simultaneously tongue in cheek. And maybe Aaron, Ryan Burr. <laughs> Aaron Burr comes in and kills the waves. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh. Especially because he'd be using a flintlock pistol, so he'd have to shoot one of them and then he'd have to reload for like five reload. minutes while the other one's just kind of like, dude, what the hell? And then bam. Would we also yeah, still be Batman. getting the pearls spilling of course. everywhere? Yeah. Uh, Oh, that would be great. Yeah, the Batman and Hamilton crossover we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Where God. Batman's like, okay with slavery, he'll let it go in the Constitution. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, Batman, come on, billionaire. What do you think? Yeah, Batman's cool yeah. slavery. And Ryan Reynolds gets to show off his singing chops. We'll make it campy, like the Adam West Batman. Oh, no God. steroids. I hate to say this, but do you think it's the Wayne Plantation? <laughs> no, God. <laughs> Stately Wayne Plantation. Oof. Yeah. Oh, that's. Uh, I I apologize to the entire internet for that thought. How do you think he made his money? There you go. That's Someone true. Way back. Someone yeah. way back. Well, I love like yeah. Wasn't it? It used to be that the that his dad was a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And because doctors, of course, are rich, but they're not billionaires usually. But yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was the thing yeah. that kind of went like when it started off, Batman was supposed to be like sort of comfortably wealthy, you know, pretty, you know, pretty wealthy. But then like as it, as as time went on, he just got richer and richer and richer. But they were still <laughs> stuck with the artifact of Thomas Wayne being a doctor. So it was like, oh, he's a doctor, but also with like family money or something. So, you know, Natalie is dead on. There are war crimes in the Wayne past. <laughs> Wait, maybe percent. he invented the stethoscope. We don't know. No, Hugo no, no, no. Boss. You have to, you, you, you have to dig deeper in the records, Gotham. He was doing something <laughs> horrible in the Congo. Like that's he was he and King Leopold were bros. Oh, that's yeah, that's definitely something to atone for. 
These have all been excellent. Um, I don't know, my, my host privilege, just a short little thing, which is uh, I always thought Ryan Reynolds would have been a great Green Lantern, but he should have been a Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, the sort yeah. of the, the insouciant one who like had a good imagination, was a frequently underemployed artist. That would have been better for Ryan Reynolds than the, the macho test pilot Hal Jordan one, you know? And, and the fact is he's kind of playing Kyle in the movie. Yeah. Well, like, 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 like it, it feels more like Kyle than Hal. It feels like they're forcing Kyle into Hal's situation yeah. through a lot of that movie. And that's 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 kind of typical the same way that the MCU Spider-Man is Peter Parker, but he's got more Miles Morales in him mm-hmm. than Peter Parker. So it's just like they want to use the name character, but they don't want to use that characterization. They want to use the most yeah. modern characterization. Yeah. Well, I want to well, cast someone white. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That, well, yes, that. Yeah. I mean, well, that was not to die, not to go too far off, but that was always my thing that I thought Sony and Marvel or Sony and Disney should have settled on is that Sony gets to keep Peter Parker and they could do whatever they want with Peter Parker, but Mar- Marvel and Disney could use Miles Morales. But yeah, essentially they wanted the white kid, so that's why they worked out the deal. Yeah. And then we and then we got Spider-Verse and now everyone loves that there can be a um there can be not a Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah, I I hope that does. I'm also thinking the Flash who seems way more like Wally West than Barry Allen, but uh well that that's because Barry has no character. Well, you yeah. you you heard it here first. I I look, I love Barry, but Barry's a drip. The original the, Barry. Yeah. Let me let me yeah. rephrase that. The original Barry is a drip. He could rock a tweed jacket, but that's about he it. He could, but he was a drip. Okay, well, hopefully, yeah, Spider the Verse will allow some of these, like, not the traditional versions of the characters to get their own movies. Because, yeah, we definitely need the Kyle Rayner and the Wally West and all that. Anyways, excellent ideas. Ryan Reynolds, I know you're listening. You know, shout back at us which ones you like, who you want to meet with, remotely, of course. But now it is time to move on to the big pitch the CW. It has had a long and interesting history it's gone through very many phases it's it's now kind of the berlanti verse it was the oc verse i'm trying to think what are some other cw iterations that there were and then winter hill uh yeah oh yeah gilmore girls we haven't had any fast talking people on cw in a while so anyways but wait i am asking what's the longest running show that was on the cw um, I'm sorry, it only ran on the CW for one season, so it's not oh. the longest running show on the CW. Seventh okay. Heaven was the longest running show on the WB. There we go. Mm. Ah, so are you guys bringing back Seventh Heaven? Because oh uh, god, no, no, we are no, not. No, 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 You burn it to the ground. You salt it when you are done. <laughs> I, I thought of early on. I thought about suggesting a Seventh Heaven reboot to Justin, and I knew that was not going to. No, no, no. Look, I have to fucking deal with that every Thanksgiving. I don't want to deal with it. My Day off! Month <laughs> off! So no 8th Heaven, then? No 8th oh. Heaven, no. Well, okay, we are now very clear on what we are not doing, but let's hear <laughs> your pitch for a CW series, and this time I will start with Natalie. Hey, I do have a reboot in mind. I want to see a CW Captain Planet, because I think it's time. I think it's like, I mean glaciers are melting the world is like dying so i'm like there's the topic the environmental topic but also you've got built-in teens with powers and so it's like now they're hot <laughs> and having sex with each other but and having dark you're gonna riverdale captain planet 
Oh yeah, we could even have Archie from Riverdale play Wheeler. I mean, he's got the red hair. We'll just <laughs> slot him in if Riverdale gets canceled. Uh, yeah, so that's my thought is it's time to bring it back. I mean, you've got the like whole Russian tension is still here. We can build that into that character of, you know, <laughs> Russian. You got South Korea, right? All They're from all over the world. Uh, one of them's from Brazil. I'm like, wow, so many hot topic countries. And you've got all these great villains like loot and plunder. <laughs> so terrible names, very relevant to today. But, you know, they can do things like dark things, like good stuff, because it's on the CW. So it's like, oh, how are you going to stop these polluters? Maybe we'll beat the shit out of them, right? Like maybe we don't summon Captain Planet. Maybe we cut their brake lines. I don't know. <laughs> how will we stop testing with Ab? As you say, where they form Captain Planet, instead of being like this mar- marvelous superhero who can fly and shoot lasers and stuff, he's really just kind of like, a rough hood. He's like, yeah, let's let's cut their brake lines. They <laughs> some of them are like, yeah, what if we just like kidnap their dogs and um yeah. them to kill their dogs if they don't stop polluting? Like he's just like a, a terrible person, but he's willing to go that extra mile. Yeah, he's just like an eco terrorist. We got <laughs> they've resorted to extreme measures. Gaia's gonna be like have them underground you know she's got, like she's been beat up the spirit of the earth she's got like black eyes she's like fuck these humans am <laughs> <laughs> I was the voice of Gaia on the cartoon was it Whoopi Goldberg yes. yes okay it should be in the in this reboot it should be Whoopi Goldberg there was today. also the Don like Cheadle version of the <laughs> it sounds it very fun. close to yeah, oh yeah the Don Cheadle short it's hilarious I like Natalie's version because like it's the first time I can picture, you know, Captain Planet like pulling a switchblade on someone. <laughs> like that's a scene that I think needs to happen. I like it because it's like Antifa, but real. <laughs> right. Awesome. Yeah. What if Antifa were real? Listen, my Aunt Susan on Facebook told me about, be a good Captain how... <laughs> about how Antifa is is literally setting cities on fire. Seattle is burned to the ground. Natalie can attest to this. It yeah. burned to the ground. <laughs> I can see she's sitting in a funeral pyre right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Nothing but rubble. <laughs> it was the inspiration. Yeah, it was the last Wi-Fi hotspot. <laughs> Just for this. Uh, maybe Ryan Reynolds is Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had the thought too. I actually, I had that thought too. He he totally has a Captain uh, Planet vibe to him. Kind of has a haircut or something. Yeah. I don't know the head shape. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's very charismatic when suggesting horrible things. As we if this <laughs> if this had been made in the early 1970s, I would say Tony Curtis. That'd be my pitch. <laughs> but your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't like incarnate. He just like wakes up from where he's been passed out in his own sick. <laughs> what did they I do last night? I suck at Awesome. Captain Planet on the CW. And I like it's also got the the kids cuz yeah, you got to have the, the 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 hot teens, you know, falling in love. Yeah. The Riverdale thing. Got the Riverdale angle. Mm-hmm. I like that. I appreciate that. The attention to detail. All right. Oh, yeah. Now. <laughs> you got to sexualize the teens if you're on the CW. <laughs> It's in their mission statement, I'm pretty sure. Wow. (laughs) All right. Well, that is a tough act to follow. But Justin and Eric, I'm going to ask you anyways, what is your idea for a brand new CW show? 
Well, we also cho- went the reboot route. route. Yeah, and, and we wanted to talk about like the greatest show that has ever hit the airwaves and never gets yeah. its due. Like we're talking never. about an exploration of of themes of heroism, of, of rebirth, um, the sequest of of man versus nature. Yeah, there you go, man versus yeah. himself, man, man versus, versus himself, his possibly yeah. Jedi father. Like, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that that is a a CW reboot of the of the classic short lived television series Manimal. Manimal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've chosen we've chosen Manimal. Ian Summerhalder uh, plays Doctor Jonathan Chase, a man with the brightest of futures and the darkest of pasts. He has the secret of transmutation, which he inherited from his Jedi father, and he can turn into any animal, but generally a puma or a hawk. Yeah, budgetary constraints. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say a puma? I yeah. said a puma. Yes. Excellent. And that that actually and, foreshadows uh, one of the later on the guest stars. Like we can bring on when we when we create the larger manimal verse, we can bring yeah. on Puma Man, yeah. who, as you know, has all the powers of a puma man. of a puma man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is assisted in his uh, exploits with. Uh, well, I mean, we can come up with a name later, but but he's an archetype, and this archetype is Black Partner. Yeah, uh, we've cho- we've chosen uh, Arrow's David Ramsey to play Black Partner. Yes, uh, he he is a very talented guy who seems to weaponize racism against his opponents. And I think we should transfer Manimal's animal power, like animal control powers, over mm-hmm. to Black Partner. We give him those powers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Manimal turns into the animal. Power. Yeah, yeah, but then we give we give Black Partner those powers. Because wait, the, which, the show was the, the show was confused when it came to Manimal's powers. Yeah, wait, what and that partner, was a problem. What powers does Black Partner get then? Animal control. He can control animals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, but not Manimal. But not no, Manimal. He, he, no he one can control. control no, no, no one control Manimal. That's like part of the yeah. show. Is that Manimal is like sex unchained? Although there is policewoman who who is yeah. uh, his liaison in the the New York Police Department. Uh, we we chose a a a person named Madeline Arthur because she plays Lavinia in Color Out of Space be, because she she fits the most important requirement for this part on the CW. She's twenty three years old. Yes, but and, reads uh, I was, as nineteen. I was yeah, I was like originally throwing out people who were in like Lifetime movies that Eric and I both love, and he's like, she's in her thirties. I'm like, yeah, but no. No, no. You 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 need an impossibly young uh, NYPD detective. It's it's important. This is the CW after all. Yeah. Well, and 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 they're all sort of guided by Lieutenant Rivera, uh, played by Paula Garces, who was formerly policewoman to yeah. Manimal. Oh, I see. Yeah. Now, given that she's twenty three, she's probably had a couple years in the force. Should we make her the commissioner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because the the commissioner that that's always um, that's always well. I, I was going to say that's always your David Ockton Steers role, but he's been gone for a while. Yeah, I think what uh, David Hilston, he's dead, isn't he? David Hilston, I think he's dead too. Yeah, uh, Brian Dennehy is Brian Dennehy dead? Brian Dennehy, I think is dead. Yeah. God damn it! I've got. Why do all of these Wilford elderly, Brimley? overweight actors keep dying on me? <laughs> well, we just we just lost Wilford Brimley. Do we still have M.M. at Walsh? Could he be? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, we I'm do. At, I'm, we do. I thought he was dead. Damn it. Oh, God. No, 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 no. I can't find this out. <laughs> this, is, this is killing me, man. Welcome to another episode of Who's Dead? Now, now the original version of Manimal did not have a villain. We decided this is a CW show. They need to have a recurring antagonist. 
And Emmett Walsh is not only alive, but he and I have the same birthday. Oh, good. There you go. Oh, there not you the same go. year, though. Vastly but we created we created a villain for Manimal, which we've called Prime Animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've chosen James Frame to play him. Yes. And uh, his whole deal is that he's trying to steal the secret of mutation so that he can weaponize it and sell it to the military. Yeah, I'm thinking he can like change only parts of himself at first. Yeah. Like he can get like night vision if he turns his eyes into cat eyes. So it's like you know like the end of the thriller video or he can like get like claws or something or occasionally like maybe it, it helps if he like smells like fish briefly <laughs> and, and then <clears throat> oh and we've also created a a comedic antagonist for manimal uh dean <laughs> peterson uh played yes. by colin salmon uh who works at the same uh university that dr jonathan chase works at and he's trying to prove that dr chase is manimal to get him fired and I don't have to tell you all this because you guys are, I'm, I'm sure you, you know Manimal as well as we do, but um, Manimal is not actually in the NYPD. He is a consultant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A job that I'm not so sure. So it's like anamorphs for the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I mean, we specifically chose Ian Summerholder because people love Ian Summerholder. Like that, so that, that's a hotness that. That, that is a hotness that is a hotness that that bridges the generations it's a it's a hotness <laughs> that bridges a lot of things yeah i'll be honest he awakened a few things in me so so it's hot animorphs oh yeah yeah no, no it has to be hot animorphs in order for this to work yeah that's redundant right. animorphs are already hot <laughs> i mean by the end of the series at the end of the series they're adults right so that's fine Have i don't you, know i didn't read it i think if you were reading the age that the characters were that age you could say that <laughs> maybe <laughs> see eric then you could be like thing. oh he's cute <laughs> but as an adult probably so Have don't you go considered... back and read animorphs no read them they're still good but like if you find yourself attracted to the characters probably see a therapist <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, it all comes back to seventh heaven <laughs> have you considered a robot antagonist to like play up a man versus nature theme or nature versus machine sort of thing. Well, uh, oh. so a, a, a mandroid to versus yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, clearly Natalie's going to be in our writer's room. So yeah. I mean, she's, pitching yeah. us, she's pitching us gold here. So yeah, I, mean, I, no, I, I, I love the notion. I love the notion of a mandroid. That is, oh, that wait is a minute. wonderful. It's, because we are going to do CW, something that... So shouldn't it be woman android and they have a weird tension? Oh. I like it. Oh, yeah. Will Manimal and woman android get together? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, I definitely yes, and I know I've I've listened to your podcast, so I know your your knowledge and love of Manimal is deep and wide ranging. So yeah, you're definitely getting the Manimal reboot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. Okay, excellent. So let's see, Captain Planet, Manimal, Michael Tanner. What do you have for our new and improved CW? Okay, I'm guessing uh, CW is just really known for rebooting things because i'm also doing a reboot um but i decided to go with um something a little different um because you know cw is part of warner brothers uh warner brothers um also i believe owns the hanna barbera uh character verse i believe you are right Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, they, they can't do Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo is an active franchise and there's no way they can, they can do a TV show um, that's like a live action CW TV show. Look around at the other Scooby-Doo-esque Hanna-Barbera <laughs> uh, properties 
And does anyone remember the Funky Phantom? No. no. Let me wow. remind you of the Funky Phantom. It lasted, I guess, one season. And it is a, <laughs> it's a Hanna-Barbera Scooby-Doo clone. The Mystery Incorporated It's actually just a bunch of teenagers who drive around in a dune buggy who happen upon a haunted house where they uh, accidentally free a Revolutionary War-era ghost whose <laughs> name is Mudsy. And he helps them as a ghost solve mysteries. Mudsy? <laughs> Mudsy. I, I will second. This completely exists. I have seen this. It was like it was like post Jabberjaw pre Captain Caveman. I think. Yeah. And, and what's funny is is I always thought the Dune buggy was part of Jabberjaw. Oh, everyone like I, has I, a, I totally yeah, a recognized Dune the Dune buggy. Right? Okay, everyone did. Okay. Well, there's also Wonderbug. Yeah, and um, is that the talking Dune buggy? Yeah. The schlep car with uh, who turns into Wonderbug to fight crime. Oh, no. There's another talking dune buggy. Oh, um, yeah. That's got like a fake Shaggy who's the driver and the dune buggy talks, but he always sounds like he's like, I'm a yeah, dune like, buggy. Yeah. 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 Um, so well, th- so the cartoon adaptation of Wonderbug, but what you're saying makes more sense. Basically, what we're saying is Hanna Barbera sucked. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they found a formula and they stuck with it. All right. So in the reboot, the funky phantom, which we're just going to call phantom, but we also, we might need to come up with a different thing. So people don't think it's like phantom of the opera. Um, so maybe it's, and I don't, I don't really know how to work funky into it without it sounding ridiculous. Okay. But in this reboot, Is it still funky though? it's maybe it's a little funky. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know how to judge funkiness at this point in my life. I just, I just don't know. But okay, so in the reboot, in, uh, the main characters are a trio of first-year college roommates. Um, and at a Halloween party at a frat house during a party game, the three are locked in a closet as a prank by the frat guys, because frat guys are terrible. And then uh, one, of the, one of the girls uh, has extreme claustrophobia, and she frantically kicks a hole in the wall of the closet and they uncover a secret passage. So they go through the passageway and they discover what appears to be a torture chamber. And in the torture chamber is an ornate clock. Oh, I should have mentioned in the original cartoon, they find the ghost hiding in a, in a grandfather clock. So this is what this is referencing. So they find this ornate clock. Uh, one of those fixes the time on the clock when it chimes. Uh-oh. Hey folks, you might've noticed my, a feed was starting to go a little clippy there during the recording of the podcast, and unfortunately, I dropped out completely. So all the other panelists didn't get to hear any of the main pitch, which we did later, and then we're just going to edit this in. So here you go. You get a uh, pure, unvarnished version of my funky phantom pitch here, recorded separately weeks later. So the girls find the torture chamber. They find the grandfather clock they set the time to their correct time oh that frees the ghost mudsy and so the series is these college girls haunted by this revolutionary war ghost who uh helps them try to uncover the mysteries at this school and turns out the frat is like uh uh, into some witchcraft and some demonic stuff and there's weird happenings so it's a little bit of buffy with a little ghost companion uh, and that is the Funky Phantom reboot for the CW. Also, I realize it's a little like Sleepy Hollow. I realized that like halfway through coming up with this pitch. But oh well, it happens.
Uh, I mean, well, even though we didn't get everything, we got the gist of it. So, uh, and this is probably something cut out, but uh, I want to hear what you guys, what do you think of the Phantom or Funky Phantom or some variation thereof now on the CW? I think it sounds a little bit like Sleepy Hollowy, maybe? Is that what, is that right? Halfway through, halfway through writing it, I realized I was like, oh, is this just Sleepy Hollow? Am I just redoing (laughs) Sleepy Hollow? But that's that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> we we could also and, and do the is... CW reboot of Sleepy Hollow, which I'm sure they would just call Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> and and there is kind of a magical way to sort of create that Hanna Barbera live action verse. You can have Jabberjaw and um, McGilla Gorilla show up, and um, <laughs> that Bay. that that weird Josie and the Pussycats in space cartoon that they had. Like, oh, there's there's a way to make that happen. I'm just they glad you threw in all those like Olympics. nods, you know, for like the super fans. That was important to me. <laughs> oh, the the, the, the fact who... that 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 I just off the top of my head knew a bunch of old Hanna Barbera cartoons. Well, no, that Michael added like uh, uh you know, like, like, like the clock because like that was really important. Oh, for right, the Phantom yeah. Heads. No, no, it's see true. the clock. I there mean, there were a lot of angry people after the pilot who were like, exactly. actually came out of the clock. If... Yeah. <laughs> the Reddit posts would have been insane. <laughs> Well, I'm also wondering how colonial will the Funky Phantom be? Because, you know, we've had Hamilton, but also sort of a reckoning about, you know, the Founding Fathers. The Funky Phantom would be a misogynist racist, but he'd be very dumb about it. And (laughs) he constantly would think he's being like chivalrous or a good person while he's trying to help them solve whatever weird mysteries on their college campus. But they'd constantly be like, you can't say that. Like, don't. That's awful. Like, you're being awful, Mudsy. <laughs> oh, Mudsy. Is you he, is he cute and young, and does someone kiss the ghost? I think that's very important. Yeah, well, what's going to happen <laughs> is he'll possess one of the roommates, and they'll kiss while this is... It's going to be like a ghost thing. <laughs> right. Or like that scene in Ghostbusters. Oh, the Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, there it is. The Dan Aykroyd scene. Thing. <laughs> yeah. There it is. I'm also wondering, are they going to learn it's not a torture chamber? It's just the servants' quarters? Oh, God. Again, apologies to the internet. (laughs) Anyways, these sound like three excellent ideas for CW shows. But, dear listeners, what do you think? Which did you like? Which did you hate? And do you have a better idea? Just tweet at us with the hashtag MyDreamCW and tell us what you think about your ideas, either on our CW uh, series or one of your own. There are so many things to reboot. And uh, with that, I think we come to the end of another uh, pandemically compliant burn after pitching. But before I go, let me know where I can find all of you. Natalie, take it away. I, oh, anything yeah, you can follow me on... Oh, ah, uh, no, nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's going on. No, I have, have some stuff a cool I've question to ask the stand-up. Stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you want to look at uh, my stuff, you can go to nataliejokes.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Fistful of Hollows. Uh, and I'll tweet sometimes, like so many of us do. Um, but also, probably don't do that and get off your phone and take care of yourself. All right. Uh, Eric and Justin, how about you guys? Uh, Eric or, uh, well, let's, Eric first. Uh, where can we find you and what are you doing? Well, let's see. Uh, daily, you can probably read something that I've written on comicon.com, C O M I C O N.com. Uh, you can also visit the new, the new and improved treadperilously.com. 
if it has a if it has a password in front of it, just use password Puma. Yeah. <laughs> Puma. Puma. Yeah. Yeah, we have what you can five years of shows on there now. Like, and we, uh, we now have five years worth of shows on that pot on that that website. So if you, you maybe uh, watch a lot of bad TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, just quickly, because I, I was so tickled by this when you first told me about it at Los Angeles Comic Con, I believe. What is the premise for Tread Perilously? Uh, we watch bad episodes of popular or culty shows to see if if kind of the underlying quality of the show survives the worst days of these shows. So, you know, um, the obvious example is think of that clip show of Star Trek The Next Generation in the second season. The- uh, the Riker poison one. The, the Riker gets poisoned episode, and that that is, uh, no, everything you love about Star Trek is not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one I always go to is that episode of Webster where he's, he ends up living with a predator, only the show doesn't realize it. Yeah, oh, God. yeah, it's yeah. it gets really really rough. Oh my God. Because I mean, at least with different strokes, they realized. Oh, no, they meant it. it. Yeah. No, they they knew what they were doing. This this yeah. episode of Webster, no, they had no clue, no idea, and oh, it's all God. there. Like it's it's not it's not one of those things where you're like watching something, you're like, well, this person is mildly weird. I'm going to decide that they have coeds in their basement. No, this is straight up just like this man is a predator. There were consequences, but we're going to pretend that that's not the case. The the guy built this house. And he built a ladder from the basement to his daughter's bedroom, and the daughter ran away. Yeah. Oh. This is a and fucking later... Beastie Andrews yeah. novel, and we're just going to pretend <laughs> it's fine. A little taste of what you can find on Ted Perils. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Justin, anything else uh, where we can find you? Uh, yeah, you can find, I'm everywhere Weird Warmaster, and uh, you should read my City of Devils books. They're good. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Tanner. You can find me on my website, bymichaeltanner.com, where you can find uh, short stories, my web store, blog posting, links to this podcast and other podcasts. Uh, also, if you're into role playing, tabletop role playing games, the tabletop role playing game of my graphic novel series just came out last month from um, Renegade Game Studios, uh, Junior Braves of the Apocalypse um, RPG. Just find it. It's meant to be like a gateway drug of RPG games. Uh, played with like kids, I think eight and up. So uh, check that out. Oh, interesting. Uh, I too am on the internet. You can find me at andynordvald.com. And uh, of course, you can find uh, links to, I don't know, my books, my web comics, and this podcast and others. And so to everyone, thanks for listening. Check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. And hey, check out our site too. The Grand Geek Gathering, all one word, dot com, for our articles, other shows, and way more. You can stay updated from our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our outro music is by Carlisle Laurent. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. Grand Geek Gathering